You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Speaking of the draft, do you think Stephen Jones has ever woken up and looked for school district you know, on the bottom well, of a ticket? Let's talk about this because this is something that, you know, you, you, you're always looking for something in the media to feed the narrative. You know, like this is this, so let's find oh, out more wow. reasons to Rob's justify the narrative. Stephen Jones and there, but what I'm getting at here is if there, I have so many justifiable qualms with Stephen Jones and the job he has done as the what is what exactly is his title? He's the he's the executive vice president of the Dallas Cowboys. Stephen Jones. He's the EVP. E- EVP. Uh, second in command. Despite not getting the junior name but, from well, his father. He, he, but, you know. I, thing. I, 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 well, you talking about Jerry or Steven? I think it's weird what, that he doesn't have it. I've never known anybody like that who is the eldest boy but has a younger brother who got the junior. Yeah, well, he, <laughs> other than <laughs> uh, from the office. But the, uh, the idea of Steven as an inadequate talent acquirer, I think, has some merit. I think there's... There's some, over the years, there's talent that's floated around, and for whatever reason, the Cowboys haven't acquired it. Ignorance or apathy, I don't know. But there's a story floating around from a former employee of DallasCowboys.com that began yesterday. RJ explained the situation we find ourselves. So, Kent Garrison effectively ran DallasCowboys.com's production of things like their podcasts and videos and live shows, including everything they do relative to the NFL Mm -hmm. draft. And there's a lot that goes into that. The Cowboys effectively record everything because they create content out of it. And every NFL team does this, obviously. Like the calls you see, you know, hey, Rob, love you to be a Cowboy. And then the family in the background, ah, it's a Cowboy, right? So all that stuff is recorded. Uh, So Kent now works for The Athletic and was on The Athletic's About Them Cowboys podcast with John Mishota and told a funny story that has people all up in a tizzy. Let's listen to this. Bill's got a lot to say. That reminded me of something. Uh, when I worked there, one of my favorite parts was after the draft, going through all the tape of the draft and seeing who called them because it's all recorded, you know, like all the all the all the trade requests and all that. <laughs> it's all it's all just seeing. You know all that, like so the stuff they turned down. You know uh, when they seeing or. Up. or- or listening, seeing and listening, because it's all the the phone lines are. You know, you watch the secret audio; the phone lines are all connected in through the cameras too. So, every did the Lions ever try and offer him Stafford? Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I know another line <laughs> saying that I'm not going to mention spe- yeah. specifics about, but there was a call on the, about the Lions uh, from the Lions during this time. And Calvin Johnson, the Lions Sorry. called him <laughs> and and offered him somebody, and Stephen was like, "Who is that?" And I mean, it was a it was a pretty decent name, and he was like, "Who?" And the Lions Megatron. Like, uh, 
uh, he's a uh, blah, blah, blah. And they explain who it is. He's like, oh, we'll call you back. And Steven just like hangs up the phone and just sits there and keeps watching the draft. <laughs> doesn't even tell anyone that somebody called. Doesn't even ask Will who this guy is. <laughs> and then the guy calls back like five minutes later. It's like, hey, did you think about that? And he's like, yeah, no. <laughs> what do you take what do you do you believe that he didn't know and first of all give us a time frame this guy worked at with the cowboys when 2013 to 2019 so a six-year period at some point during the draft the lions called and at the very least brought up a player that according to this guy uh steven Just didn't to know be who he was very 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 quickly that the inference is that the lions offered the cowboys a player on the lines right and that steven jones did didn't not know, know who he was, was. um that would see, like, I don't think it would be like if you called Arthur Blank, the owner of the Falcons, and you were like, "Hey, dude, um, do you know who Namdi Asamoah?" Like, who? Uh, well, I mean, that's an interesting example. I was gonna say like Quiddy Pay is. I don't. I think notice Arthur's the names we like, chose. Well, I mean, I chose an active NFL player. You well, chose I, I one chose one that was played. like a name that you go that is unique and you know singular. Like, I mean, Namdi like, is one of the most famous names in the NFL. Also, um, a co-star of Friday Night Lights. I don't know if you knew that. Um, but anyway, um, if you hit up Arthur Blank and we're like, yo, what do you think of Quiddy Pay? I think he'd be like, who's that? Like, I, I've never heard of that human being. Because that's not his job to know, right? He's just the owner of right. the Falcons. That's not the case here <laughs> with, with Stephen Jones. So- he's, supposed, he's supposed to know these things, and I completely believe that he doesn't. I completely believe this. Okay, well, I- I'm going to disagree that he didn't know. Because I don't, there's a reason why this kind of conversation isn't allowed in a courtroom because I can't get the inference. I don't know what was said on the other side of the phone. And and if there is a tape, what was said? Why didn't he say, this guy, I'm telling you, did not know who it was. He didn't just go, who? He went, who? When? No, you know, went further than just, who's that? No, hang up. I, I'm I think gonna, at this point. Yeah, like enough of the story was told to where like seventy percent of it is out of the t- out of the can. Like, yeah, you, know, like, you might as well just say the name at this point. Like, if you're going to offer all these details, you might as well just say the exact. And name. I wouldn't want to. Who's the guy from the Cowboys dot com? Because I feel like I know him. If I feel like if Kent I saw, Garrison. I would recognize Kent. him. I, I wouldn't want to be Kent Garrison in North Dallas today. I mean, yeah, uh, I, the the, uh, <laughs> the Jerry Jones undercover <laughs> types are looking uh, for you, man. Uh, but I I totally believe it. I mean, they are a conservative team. They have been for the last mm-hmm. almost, call it, 12 years now. The last big free agent decision they made was Brandon Carr. They kind of get by. They, what is it? They get along with getting along. I mean, that's kind of how they roll. And well, let me, Okay, I was having this conversation yesterday, and I'm not here to defend where the Cowboys are. I'm really not. A sports conversation without me? I, I was, but it wasn't a good one because you weren't there. But um, the, the thought was – you know, we were talking about this not not so much about uh, Stevens, in, in, you know, foibles, but why the Cowboys don't have free agents. And the idea was about and this is this is uh, the guy works with money or numbers. So, well, I think in some of it they just don't have the money to pay these guys. Like they spend so much money in house on guys that don't deserve it. That when you are truly searching for some of the talent, the ones that they're swinging for ain't gonna come because they don't got the money. They have the money. I mean, okay, I agree. You can always find it. It's always in the cushions. But there is a defense that says we pay our guys. We are built, not bought. That's not yeah, true. But, if but it was, be, we would acknowledge it. But there is the defense that they're trying to do it that way. This isn't the 2013 NBA Finals where you have to pick a side of that argument, right? Like right. you can be both. 
you like, like you can build and buy it it's okay like no even to that point i mean was that 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 was Mario Chalmers' team. Like he was, uh, you know, built by the Heat. Right? Like if you're really picking, you know, tiny little examples or whatever. Like you can be both, and you and to that point, like he was a valuable part of that team. I mean, so like you you have to have elements of both. You cannot be just built. You cannot even the oh. Green Bay Packers, who forever were like, oh, we're right. we're so pretentious that we don't ever. Like, by the way, that is the biggest cover story that the Packers ever got anybody to believe, that they just weren't interested in free agency. Just Bro, no one, would no one is interested in living in Green right. Bay. That's what it is. So, like, great spin job. but like, Well, it's, no, I think they face the reality that no one's coming. We better build well. So they did. But even they, you know, have dabbled. Even they have signed, you know, now we're talking a little bit while ago, but Julius Peppers was an example. I mean, Reggie White. Like, Reggie White, you know, was kind of the catalyst. He changed the league. A weird yeah. move. Yeah. Well, he, he he modernized the Packers in terms of like this century for the most part. And so that like that was a free agent decision. Even Brett Favre was a trade acquisition, right? Like and so you gotta do both. You you have to do both. Okay, so, so do you believe uh, that Steven doesn't know the talent around the league? Do you think that there's a, a possibility that above and beyond the stars that make the paper, that Steven doesn't know guys that we that we that even the most basic fantasy football player would know? I don't. I wouldn't go that far. The way I would deem it is, if you took the 32 people in the NFL who hold that job that Steven does, who hold the responsibilities right. that Steven does relative to the Cowboys, I think he is among the least equipped. I mean, because why? Because other, because other people, it's their job. It's their. Well, it's no. Their why do you think he's it's, the least equipped? Because it's the other people's jobs and livelihood, and they've been raised in that, and they've been scouts, and they've been on the road, and they've been in Holidays Inn and La Quintas, and you know, middle of nowhere Alabama and Iowa, and they've gone to Wichita State, and they've woken up at two a.m. and gotten the coffee in the lobby to go scout a player, and who knows where, and they've kind of built relationships and developed things and moved along and understand the culture of everything involved. So they know that sometimes you have to go down to Western Lafayette to scout this player and see what he's all about or talk to his college roommate or the person he worked with down at the movie theater to figure out who his personality is. That has not been the life of Stephen Jones. I don't think it's fair to always say things like he was born on third base or with a silver spoon in his mouth or whatever the case may be. But, I mean, he came into the NFL and inherited this role. And that's happened before, not just in football and the NFL, but in, in sports in general and in a lot of professional aspects of life. But, I mean, I do think that that makes him – he's less hungry for this than a lot of other people. And this is a, you know, a survival is the fittest sort of proposition. There are no ramifications for poor performance. Yeah, Steven oh, Jones. no, you, you turned down the Lions player, hypothetically, and he wound up being an all-pro, whatever the case may be, in checks. <laughs> it really sucked. You know what I mean? Like, what is the cost? I mean, it's, I, I will buy some of this. I, I will. I will buy some of it. But at some point, the narrative that the Cowboys are um, free spending, free agent magnets how does that continue to exist? Because we don't foster it. And most, we, everybody who follows the Cowboys knows that they don't bring in free agent acquisitions. So why do we keep expecting it when nobody expects it of Cincinnati? Nobody expects it of a lot of teams. They don't, they're not looking at them to go get free agents, but for the Cowboys, they're expected to do it, yet they, they haven't. Why, why this? Why do it's we expect of- something that never was a thing anyway? Because they're the, the national hype machine. They're the national media darling. They're the national news generator. They're the straw that stirs the drink. And so I think oftentimes, 
it's wise of agents or, you know, whoever to connect their clients or their clientele to the Cowboys. That helps a lot, right? I mean, one of the players that I'm simply guessing could have been, you know, the would-be Lions player is Ndamukong Su. Every time Ndamukong Su has been a free agent, he's been connected to the Cowboys. He has been. Why? Because it can it, it pays. It to would fit. Yourself to the well, you think that because- was so? You think that was manufactured by his agent, not by the Cowboys, with genuine there interest. Are- I can name 500 people in the last three off-seasons who have been connected to the Cowboys that wound up nowhere near them. Zedaria Smith and Kong Su. How many times was Jamal Adams or Earl Thomas but or is all that- these different players? I mean, it's it it's because when your name is connected to the Cowboys, there are all sorts of blogging the voices out there that are, yeah, I'd like to think, good at what they do, and they will talk about it. They will create conversation about it. That simply doesn't exist on the same level with the aforementioned Cincinnati but Bengals. But is that Stephen Jones's Vikings. fault? That we decided they're Wheeler Dealers, and he's you know he gets a call from so, and some guy from DallasCowboys.com witnesses Stephen Jones, who knows my team doesn't make deals, we don't look for deals, we're not even trying to get deals. So you're calling me to make a deal? Why I ain't listening? That's who that we point, are. Though, like back to that conversation. What on earth makes you so like? What gives you the right to be that pretentious to say we don't make? Well, deals? that's the like, biggest concern, what, right? What level of success are you you know referencing to where you're too good for that? You know, we had an article go out yesterday at bloggingtheboys.com. Speaking of uh, one of our writers, OCC, who's German, by the way. Speaking of um, international stuff, Rob Arsenal plays today. So you got to get on. Oh, really? You, know I mean? <laughs> you, you need to don my cannon. Yeah. So, um, but OCC wrote about how since Bill Parcells' staff, which produced a lot of head coaches in the NFL after they, you know, left and went on, left the Cowboys, the Cowboys have had three staffers, three go on to become head coaches in the NFL, one of whom was Jason Garrett. So one of them was literally an in-house promotion, and the other was just an interim uh, job that Joe DiCamillis got. The third person who went on to get a head coaching job was Matt Eberflus, who I love, but it's not necessarily the you most. You always did you like know. Eberflus. Yeah, you, but you were like, on him there's earlier. Not lot, there's not a lot of people now who are like, oh, what a great coach. I mean, which but, bums me out. But still, I mean, my, the point is like, they're, so they're not like churning through talent, you know what I mean, on the coaching staff. Like, it's all conservative. There's a reason why the the lone name that they have been connected to, if Dan Quinn were to hypothetically move on, is a retread, is Ron Rivera. Is Ron Rivera going to go on to become a head coach after his time with the Cowboys if he does hypothetically join the team? No, of course not. This is a, a, a dead-on-arrival proposition. This is everyone's just coming here to hang out, chill, coach some games. We'll scream at some dudes. We'll be on you know Fox's America's Game of the Week 14 times throughout the year. We'll be CBS's main game the one time they're able to pull us. We'll get all the national primetime games. We'll have our Thanksgiving Day celebration. Somebody put a turkey or stuffing or cornbread or whatever the case may be in the kettle. We'll do the same song and dance we've been doing for damn near three decades at this point in time, and nothing will ever change. You are not good enough to thumb your nose at any aspect or element of roster building, Stephen Jones. You are the eldest boy. Get to work.